Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. And it's a good afternoon to the man himself, Phil Hoffman, who has just got back from a, a little holiday that you didn't want, an enforced stay at home because of the spicy cough. Are you okay? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm good now. But uh, yeah, I had a week with uh, COVID. So uh, but at least it's over now and I can get on with life. But uh, we went to Gold Coast to a conference and, uh, you know, my wife did warn me that could be a spreader and uh, it was. Oh, the wife's uh, but always I was, right, I was lucky, Jade. I, I really didn't have any, any side effects. Oh, and, good. Uh, other than feeling tired on, you know, day one and day two but uh but i had plenty to do i mean this is one of the things in our industry you know with computers and etc you can just work from home and so we had i had a lot going on and uh, kept me busy. and some days you know i'd go up to the office upstairs at home and uh, it'd be nine o'clock and i'd come home come downstairs at quarter six you know the day just flies you oh know goodness. so there's a lot happening in our industry very exciting news the last couple of weeks i know peter's been talking about it when he's been when he's been into the studio but yes. we're really excited that you know we've got fiji airways now coming back into Adelaide. We thought it would happen. Uh, we were just waiting for the official announcement. So now we're going to have that from July the 4th, two flights a week on a Monday and a Thursday. We have Qatar that announced, I think, last part of the week on Thursday, said they're going to go from three flights to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so they ex- fly into Doha. Yeah, they fly into Doha and then on to anywhere in Europe or anywhere in America and all that. And I've done those trips, you know, either into Europe and into America. But they're also going to fly when they come into Adelaide on to Auckland, so there's going to be three flights a week from with uh, Qatar going on to Auckland. So again, a good service, but it's a night service, so a little different, but okay. it's a night service. So that, uh, must, I mean, for them to be doing that, it must show the uh, the demand for New Zealand. Exactly, and we're just waiting now. For, we just desperately need Air New Zealand yeah, to announce when? it. Why? Oh, well, I cannot believe that. It makes but, no sense. Well, uh, Jay, one of the problems that all the airlines are suffering, including Qantas and Virgin and others, is the lack of tech staff and also sometimes availability of planes for the service because they've got to bring them back in and, and get them serviced. They've also, the tech crew have got to get so many hours up in training as well. So it's not just come back tomorrow and, you know, drive the bus again. Oh, it's truly. It's the number of hours you have and the training you've got to have. And, and, and so, do they have to keep those hours up they, Absolutely, year? yeah, absolutely. And, and every every month they've got to do a certain amount of training as well if they're not flying in, in, in the sky. Oh, so, so that's part of the, so backlog, part of the, the backlog we're going. Yeah, right. And then the other good news at the end of last week was the fact that the New Zealand government has announced that now the big crew ships can cruise into New Zealand from all over the world. And the Australian-New Zealand circuit is the busiest uh, or the most popular one for Australian cruise travellers is going down and, and circula- doing circumnavigation of New Zealand or certain parts of New Zealand or coming across from Europe, not from Europe, from, say, America, mm-hmm. coming across the Pacific and calling into New Zealand as well. So that was great news that we're very excited about. Vietnam is, uh, is opening or opened on May the 15th. That was on Sunday. So Vietnam now is open and you can get in quite easily now. So if you're from... If you're leaving from Adelaide, how would you get there? Well, I would suggest people going via uh, Singapore. That's the way I, I generally go into is is to uh, go into either Saigon uh, uh, and go in that way with the uh, Singapore Airlines. And that's what I forgot to mention when I talked about airline announcements. You know, we've now got six flights a week with Singapore Airlines flying out of Adelaide. So good service now to Singapore, to Asia, and then on to Europe as well. So six flights a week. We're very pleased with that. We'd like to get a couple of 
of afternoon flights with Singapore where they go later in the afternoon so that you connect up with Europe. You only have about like an hour connection, whereas at the moment you've got a big connection time in Singapore. Never worries me because I go downtown into Singapore, Clark Key, Boat Key and other places and, and visit, you know, more of Singapore and have a lunch and that and then come back to the airport later in the afternoon. So, and, and Singapore is so easy to get around. The taxis mm. are there and et cetera. So, so that's a good service. And the other one is that uh, Burma or Myanmar, as we, we spoke off uh, air, is opened up as well. And so, you know, for people to go back into Burma if they need to go to Burma. Now, it was a, a beautiful destination. It's been upturned by, you know, a change in government, et cetera. Mm. But uh, I went there probably five or six years ago and I just found the people so beautiful. What kind you know? of holiday is it? It's it's just a really experimental in terms of uh, you know understanding the people there the the uh, you know it was very much on uh, the the religion of uh, the Burmese in terms of um, Buddhism yeah. uh, very sharing very beautiful people very you know loving to you as have nothing they have nothing but they have everything yeah. you go there you know and you really sort of uh, fall in love with the people and and also you know what they've gone through over so many years it's like Vietnam and Cambodia, they're places that the people grab you, you know, because they've just got something when when you think they've got so much, so little in terms of comparison to the Westerners. But in other ways, you go, gee, maybe we should take the kids and let them experience what these people, you know, do in their life and how hard it is in for the way they live in that. But the happiness they have with their families and that. So sometimes I think our kids get too much and Mm. too quickly and they don't appreciate the hard effort in getting it. And when you see these people, you know, as whether say Burma, Vietnam, Cambodia, it, it's the, the, the destinations you should put on your bucket list always. I know whenever we go to Bali, there is an orphanage near where my mum lives and uh, the kids will come out at night and they, they, you know, they dress up and it sparks such an amazing conversation with my children and we'll always say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take clothes over and then donate them at the end of the holiday to, to the orphanage and, you know, and give money as well. And, you know, the kids will, you know, go off to the shop and buy a toy and that's, and they'll donate it as well. And it is, I think we're Wherever you go to travel in the world, it, it's such a chance to educate your children and realise, guys, you've got it really good here with mum and dad, but you've got to give back as well. Absolutely, absolutely. We saw this in, Me- in the Mekong River Cruise we did. We took a group of people and uh, one of the organisers said to us, don't just do little things, mm. put in some money and we're going to buy bikes for the kids. And we yeah, bought great. 20 bikes. Oh, golly. We bought 20 bikes uh, and, and it wasn't a lot of money, you know, 20 bikes. And then the next day when we went out to one of the orphanages, we saw them on the bikes that we'd given them, you know, riding, you know, to from home to school, donking oh, each wow, other. And you suddenly realise... Just a bike, you know, what it meant yeah. to them, but the expression on their faces because they'd come onto the ship to do a dance, a cultural dance, etc. And so we'd surprise, had surprised them by having these bikes down off the, off the boat when they got off. And mm. then we had a truck ranging them to take them home and with the, with the bikes as well. Honestly, those photographs, those expressions on the kids' faces when that happened, I'll never forget. Yeah, and that's what I think. You know, you, you suddenly take your kids or yourself, and you come a bit more global. Global, I call yes. it global. Coming a global citizen, it, it it moves you. What you know, the effect of 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 that, and how little. And I remember in Burma, you know, giving them the kids would come to the bus, and you'd give them you know kits that you had from from the plane, you know, with toothpaste and a toothbrush and all that. Honestly, Jade, you thought you'd give them golds of bar, uh, bars yeah. of gold. Sorry, you know, in terms of you know the effect and and the expression on. Their faces that you mm. they could get something that was special. And, you know, as I said, it was 
stuff off the plane, you know, and so... Uh, it, and it, it quickly makes you realise that, I mean, to us you think, oh, that's no skin off our nose, I'll just take that off the plane, but then the after effects and, and the giving and the flow-on effect, uh, it just it makes you realise that one small gesture really has a ripple effect through your community and one person can make a huge oh, difference. Oh, absolutely, always. And I think that's that's the other side effect of travel that, mm. that uh, you, you'd love your kids to see at an early age. Yeah, and, and I agree. And to be able to take it in. Oh, absolutely, because you can talk till the cows come home about, oh, this tour and that tour and, you know, having a beautiful wine and, and food. And that's all part of travel too. But I think it's always important to take yeah. something out of it. I've got a question here from uh, John. Hi, guys. When is Malaysian Airlines returning to Adelaide? That's a good question. I think they're doing about one a week at the moment, but I will chase that up with our guys and just find out uh, you know, whether it's going to be a regular service. But I think they're doing one flight a week at the moment. We've but got a bit of tradition yeah. here. Every time we mention an airline, literally that afternoon, <laughs> that, yeah, they it comes out with an announcement. So, so we, and look, and, and uh, Jade, I certainly make sure that I'm talking to the Adelaide Airport officials mm -hmm. all the time to say, you know, what's happening? When are we going to get, to, you know, airlines back into Adelaide? People are asking about, um, you know, uh, uh, not Qatar, Emirates. Yeah. They're flying out of Melbourne. They're mm -hmm. flying out of Sydney. We won't see them in Adelaide for, a, I, I think, this year. But certainly now they've introduced a service out of Sydney that's got premium economy, which they never had. So it's in between, you know, economy and business, and it's a very good price. So if you still love Emirates, and we love Emirates, uh, you can fly out of Sydney and Melbourne and, and go to all parts where Emirates fly, but we are we would love love to get them back. We're you working on will? it. Don't know. Big question. Mm. Big question mark at the moment. We're going to take a short break. Coming up afterwards, we're heading to Antarctica. Phil Hoffman of Phil Hoffman Travel. Well, it's my name on the door, and so at the end of the day, if someone needs something, I'm there to make sure that it happens. Really, we are the architects of anyone's travel. There's no need to sift through the internet and get confused. We have 10 convenient locations through South Australia, plus a great website and online service, but qualified staff to look after you all the time. And also, when anything happens, we're there with a 24-7 backup. The internet is not, and it's our personal touch to give you that all the time. Visit pht.com.au. Jade Robran on 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. Welcome back. We're talking travel with Phil Hoffman Travel. Uh, Phil, I've just got a message here that's popped up before we talk to our special guest. Adel uh, hi, Phil. Adelaide to LA direct. Will it happen one day? Thank you, Andrew. I think it will. Uh, be a couple of years yet, because. but again, we'd have to make sure we've got the demand for it, and I think we could develop the demand. You know, it's like always when you put something on, you know, you can, you can fill it sort of thing as mm. far as uh, travel is concerned. But I think it's when Qantas and others are developing those long aircraft that can, the, the type of aircraft that can fly, you know, Sydney, New York non-stop, Sydney, London, I think then we'll be closer to making it happen from Adelaide. But uh, yeah, it's a couple of years off at this stage, but certainly, uh, you know, we, I think we're going to see again in the next four or five years an absolute revolution in, in aircraft travelling. Um, and so it will make things so much uh, easier in travelling. And, you know, one day we may go back to supersonic and, you know, be able to do a, a an Adelaide, Lo Lo Los Angeles in six or eight hours and, you know, London, wow. Sydney and that. So, you know... It, we, we used to laugh about it before that we could do non-stoppers and now we've got it. Uh, so I, as I said, fingers crossed that uh, we, if we keep the development going, it could happen. Today we've got a special guest with us. Narelle Ryan is the Sales Development Manager for Scenic Cruises and Tours. And Narelle's just been cruising in Antarctica on the incredible new ship Scenic Eclipse. Uh, you have been on this, Phil, as well, I have you? been on this ship. And, and uh, hi, Narelle, and welcome. 
Hi, Phil. Hi, Jade. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, Narelle, I can always remember talking to your owner about the scenic eclipse when he was talking about a design of this ship and saying it will have a submarine on board, it will have two helicopters, and I thought it will never happen. And then when I went on to the christening out of New York, uh, it's it's there, and you've just been to Antarctica, which is one of my favourite uh, destinations, Narelle. Tell us all about your experience. Oh, Phil, it really was the most incredible experience. And, um, yes, we had two helicopters, in fact, and one submarine. Um, and I was lucky enough to at least go on one of the helicopters. But it really was um, beyond words, my experience to Antarctica. Uh, yeah, I, I, it really is beyond words. But there's so much um, so much to do, so much to see down there and certainly a place that I want to head back to. Narelle, just before we ask you another question, are you on a loudspeaker? Are you able to put the phone up to you? It just a bit, it's a bit echoey for us. Oh, okay. Uh, just try. That would be That's great. Better. How's that? That's much, much better. Thank you. That's okay. I just had my headphones on so I could hear properly. <laughs> Now, Rel, now I'm I'm curious. Uh, flying on the helicopter over Antarctica, uh, tell us all about you know how the experience of that Ch- taking off on the helicopter from the ship, you know, the back of the ship uh, on, on around Antarctica. I'm, you know, I just can only imagine at the moment. Yeah, you can only imagine. Look, we have so many fun toys on board the scenic eclipse, as I said, including the two helicopters, and we also have a submarine. Um, the helicopter is incredible. It sits up to six guests, and honestly, it really does uphold the benchmark in ultra-luxury cruising, and from that personal experience, I can't like I can't over-exaggerate just how amazing it was to take off and land on the back of a super yacht in spectacular destinations uh, such as Antarctica. Like, we were soaring over glaciers and, and volcanoes that are hundreds of thousands of millions of years old. The, the scenery from up above is... It is mind-blowing. And then, of course, you've got the option as well, if you're a bit scared of heights, um, to dive deep below the surface and jump on one of our submarines, which also hold up to six guests as well. And you'll be seeing things that you would never see anywhere else uh, in the absolutely. world when you up to 300 metres. We can get down to about 300 metres in there. Wow. So, so roughly 1,000 feet under Antarctica. I mean, you know, how many people have ever done that? I mean, I can only, again, I can only imagine because I've been down there twice. I've flown over it twice, yeah. but, you know, and, and that blew my mind. So let alone to think I could get in a helicopter. And I've seen those helicopters in action, Narelle, uh, yeah. out of New York and that, and, and they are what I call Maserati-type helicopters. They're not just a helicopter. Oh. And the way they fold up and go into the garage of the side of the ship is just you know you can't imagine but just sounds very 007 it is and that's what i couldn't believe when i saw the designs (laughs) and and i heard them talking about i thought that's not going to happen well it has happened and and it's operating and so that's what makes it so exciting narelle just tell everyone too about you know often they when they get and they think about an expedition ship uh and this is both both an expedition ship and you know a beautiful deluxe six star tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about the restaurants because i think you have something like six i think it was Nine, nine restaurants I counted when I was on board for the quick, the short time I was on board. Is it nine restaurants or close to that? It is. We have nine. Well, what we say is we actually have ten different dining options. So we have everything from 
the super casual, which you can have at um, our little cafe-style restaurant, right through to the very fancy, which is our beautiful French Lumiere restaurant as well. We have, um, by invitation only to our degustation meals with this, um, with the like the chef's table, we have the Yacht Club. We have so many different options, and including also as well the um, in-room dining service. So it's not just like, can I have you know a hamburger and chips? It's like these incredible five-star um, Michelin-style style uh, restaurant food that's coming to your room. So apparently I've been told by our chef that we have two and a half thousand recipes on board um, and you would need to be sailing with us for about two months to actually try every single <laughs> option. Uh, so I, I, I'm up for that two months. Yeah, sailing. I was going to say, Narelle, I, I could, I could yeah. take that as, as well. I could, I could volunteer for you. Narelle... Yeah, um, up for the challenge. Now, tell me, you also have introduced in your program, your new program, the brochure I have, and Jade's having a quick look at it at the moment. You're introducing the fact that you can fly across the Drake Passage. Because some people get nervous about going across the famous Drake Passage. Now, I've done Uh it three, uh, four times. Three that were like a mill pond, and one that was a bit, a little bit rough. But the ships handle it now so well because they're designed for it. But you can now can fly, can't you, across on small aircraft across onto the peninsula. Oh, look, absolutely. So Antarctica has a very, very special place in my heart. It was a 20-year dream in the making for me, and I'm so super spoiled now because that was my very first ocean cruise. So I can't imagine travelling any other way than Six Star. So we have our um, Antarctica in-depth, which is the one that I did our 13-day itinerary, and this is a really incredible way just to maximise your time on the continent. We then also have our Antarctica, South Georgia and Falklands. Now, that's high on my radar because that is enough for anyone who is a wildlife lover, all those history buffs out there. And as you just said, not a lot of people want to go down to Antarctica, my mum included. She she came with me um, because of the Drake Passage, so that notorious stretch that runs between South America and Antarctica. And as you said, it can be the shake or the Drake shake or the Drake lake. I was lucky. I had the lake. I had the lake in both directions, but I also... Night of passage. It was like, you know, I got my little expedition cap on and I was like, yeah, no, I have to do this. But yes, for those that don't get excited about going through rough seas or, um, you know, have that sort of fear, we do have those options now to fly in and out of King George Island. So you can avoid the passage altogether. So we've got a nine day itinerary, which is called Wild Antarctica, and that's the option to fly in and fly out, missing the passage altogether. Or if you're feeling a little bit brave, then you can fly in one direction and sail out the other direction as well. So really good options for those that are putting it off purely yeah. because of that. Narelle, um, I'm looking that, that. at uh, the booklet at the moment and the beautiful mm. wildlife is just sensational mm. and there's pictures of uh, whales just jumping out of the water and then, mm-hmm. you know, you can step mm-hmm. back in time and there's someone here just holding a glass of wine. So talk to us about some of the activities and, and, and what you actually see and feel. Oh, gosh, Jay, this is the thing that really gives me goosebumps whenever I talk about Antarctica. I still get really emotional about it. Um, There really are no words to describe the feelings that you have when you're standing on the seventh continent for the first time. Mm. I have never been to a place that is so pure and I've never felt so insignificant in many ways as a human being when you're surrounded by this kaleidoscope of white and blue and water that is so crystal clear and you feel but a speck, like a speck of dust when you're, you know, just floating past these massive tabular icebergs and glaciers. 
And honestly, I felt the greatest of all privileges when I was welcomed into the colonies of, you know, thousands and thousands of Adelie penguins, um, <laughs> you know, when we, we entered Brown Bluff Island. Um, wow. uh, and, and, the, and the, yeah. Go on, No, I just love when we so, talk about we've got to be careful of the penguins, we don't interfere with them, and they walk straight over the yeah. top of your feet when you're standing there exactly. as they walk past. Exactly. They, they don't care about humans, yeah. they just you, they just ignore you. And they, no. they, if your feet are in the way, they'll walk over the top of you. How cute. <laughs> yeah, just. They are just so entertaining as well. Like, I could sit there for hours and hours just watching these little birds. They're just incredible. Um, and I was just going to say, yeah, the peace and the quiet, it's really like nothing you've ever experienced it for and before. And I, I honestly felt many, many times really overwhelmed by it. But I had tears. I had tears streaming down my eyes. Um, when you see your first flap of the whale's tail and you see the penguins jumping off the icebergs and falling back into the water, or, you know, you're up close and personal to an orca. Like, you know, just it, it, it really does give me goosebumps and I want to cry and I want everyone in the world to go and do it because it's a life-changing experience. And I don't say that lightheartedly. I say that, with, you know, very genuinely. It really was a life-changing travel experience for me. Wow, what a privilege. Narelle, I've done yeah. the trip twice. Uh, and yes, I say to people, buy, buy ship. And I said, I say to people again, I would do it a third time. And one of the words you were you used, you said you can't sort of put your finger on what it is that draws yeah. you, but it's that mm. beauty of of Antarctica, the silence of Antarctica, and then the wildlife. Yeah. And then you say some of the icebergs that you see. Uh, yeah. You're like a kid in a toy shop, but it's just such a big toy shop, but a wonderful experience, Jade. And, uh, Ro, I just want to say thank you for coming on online today and, and talking to us about it because, uh, you know, and we've got the new brochure out now for the 23-24 season, and you mentioned things like the Falkland Islands, the South Georgia, the Antarctic Peninsula, and, and some of the dates we've got coming up. Um, and I just want to say thank you for sort of lighting my fire again <laughs> as far as the ice uh, and getting down to Antarctica, because now with those options of flying as well, it's really can cater for everybody. And as I said, it's a, a thing everyone should have on their bucket list. Thank you so much, Narelle. I've got a message here from Stephen. Hey, Jaden, Phil. Hey, Phil, don't you have a direct line to the PM Ardern in Wellington to get Air New Zealand moving again in a hurry? Jade, I've been trying with everybody at the moment, you know, talking to them because, you know, it's such a great destination. It's at our doorstep, and we just want to get the people there quickly. And, and uh, it will happen, but it's just say uh, it's taking longer than I thought. Jay, uh, we're only going to run out of time, but gee, European river cruising has just taken off uh, for the next six months, like for the second half of the European summer. Mm-hmm. But some of the specials, and I've got one today where you do 15 days from Amsterdam and Budapest, under $5,000, and it includes airfares from Adelaide to Amsterdam and coming back from Budapest or vice versa. And, and uh, you know, when you see that sort of price, you go, I mean, that is normally nine, $12,000. So, you know, the season started slowly, um, but because, you know, for a while we couldn't get you over there, now we can. People are coming back and are raving about how easy it is to get into Europe, etc. My daughter left yesterday. She's in Paris uh, as we speak and then she's about oh, to do a, a cruise. So, uh, But see, as I said, European River Cruising is absolutely back and so very exciting with the specials we have. We've got a seminar tonight down at Glenelg and we've got seminars for the rest of the week at, at the other stores as well. So if you're thinking of European River Cruising, come to one of our seminars that are on this week at the different stores. Beautiful. And if you'd like to know more about what we've spoken about today or any of those specials, head to the Phil Hoffman Travel website, pht.com.au. See you next week. Thanks, Jade.
Phil Hoffman of Phil Hoffman Travel. Well, it's my name on the door, and so at the end of the day, if someone needs something, I'm there to make sure that it happens. Really, we are the architects of anyone's travel. There's no need to sift through the internet and get confused. We have 10 convenient locations through South Australia, plus a great website and online service, but qualified staff to look after you all the time. And also, when anything happens, we're there with a 24-7 backup. The internet is not, and it's our personal touch to give you that all the time. Visit pht.com.au.